The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast Workday, Charity, Open, Storylines, Picks, Best Bets. We've got it all. We're only missing Kyle Porter. Let's bring in the rest of the crew. Greg Ducharme, uh, Workday Charity Open Week. What up, Greg? Can't wait. Round one of two at Muirfield Village, one of the best venues on the PGA Tour. Can't wait. Let's go. Let's go and let's go, Mark Immelman, back-to-back weeks. Now, you are on site, right? Uh, yeah, welcome to my room for the next 14 days. Uh, there you go. <laughs> the, the quarters are going to get a bit cooped up here after a little while. But, yeah, it's good to be here. Arrived a few hours ago to a massive, I mean gigantic, uh, rainstorm, <laughs> which is just what you want for a golf course. Um, but, yeah, but otherwise, all good. It was a good trip up here. Looking forward to two weeks at what is one of the, in my opinion, one of the top few golf courses on the PGA Tour. There you go. We'll get into Mirfield Village. If you're watching us on YouTube, you just saw Mark's hotel room for the next 14 days. So we are on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to us there. Uh, gentlemen, let's jump into this. Week one of two, as Greg was alluding to, back-to-back weeks at Mirfield Village. This week, it's the big the big boy field, the big, big one, Greg, right? This is 156 players, uh, top 65 and ties getting through before we go next week, which is uh, the invitational status. All the player. I mean, I mean, you got, this is a full field, just like you said, next week, the invitational, they expanded the field a little bit to 144. So it is even next week, it'll be a little bit bigger. Um, but yeah, top 65 and ties getting in, uh, for the weekend. This is a real golf course. You know, the other thing is it's a, it's a big, not just a big field, but it's a big golf course. And it's really the first golf course we've seen since the return that is kind of this big um, par 72 long golf course, this one playing over 7,400 yards. So I, I know Mark will be able to speak to that, but this is, a, this is a big boy golf course, kind of a classic on the PGA Tour. So I'm excited to see. Well, well Mark, you were telling us uh, this, this place is great. Tell us why. Well, the golf course, first off, you know, I like a golf course that's going to ask you questions of every department in your golf bag. And the way Jack Nicholas put Muirfield Village together, it does exactly that. I mean, there's a gentle opener of the first hole. You travel downhill. The, the tee shot is not that hard. Then you play to a fairly wide, expansive green, but you can't just bail out because there's movement on the green. Then all of a sudden, he slaps you about your gills with two and three, which you don't have to be aggressive off the tee but you've got to fit balls into tight windows and you've got to navigate little dog legs. And then there's a tough par three, then a reachable five, a 90 degree hole five. And, and the golf course sort of ins and outs and ins and outs and asks you to hit draws on one hole and fades on the other hole. And there's downhill and there's uphill. And so every part of your game gets challenged. And much like the fact that it's kind of an ode to Augusta national, we know that um, you play off uneven lies for a bunch, which 
which um, stimulates the creativity in a player. You, you can't sort of play one-dimensional golf around here. And then when you get on the greens, uh, you better have your wits about you because Memorial Week time, these puppies can get up to like 13 plus on the stimp meter. And there's not very many flat spots on them. So, uh, you know, it's going to ask you questions. To me, it's a second shot golf course. Um, the rough can be lush, but if you hit your irons well, the greens are pure. They always are. And, and so it's, it's, just, it's just a fiesta of golf, this place, man. And, and, the, and typically the fans. I mean, the, the fans <laughs> down here, the Buckeye fans are just, they're rampant and they have a ball with the thing. Now, this week and next week, no fans is going to be strange, but I think it'll highlight the nuances of the golf course even more. The aspects of golf courses I love the most, Mark, are uh, fair courses that I think should reward great shots. They should punish poor shots, but also where you have to use everything, right? You've got to be able to hit the fade. You've got to be able to hit the draw. That is like the keystone of a, a magical golf course. Yeah, too. And the cool thing about this, you know, look, you've got to love guys like Pete Dye and, and these different designers. But to me, the golden age of designer, the CB McDonald's, the Alistair McKenzie's, the Donald Ross's and company, they never really have many forced carries. So as a member here at Muirfield Village, anybody can play if you drive it 200 off the tee or if you drive it 400 like Bryson, because it's going <laughs> to ask you questions. So, so anyone can play. You can attack some of the greens from the ground. Some of the greens, you have to hit it over water hazards, but they're not too severe. So it just lets everybody play, which for me is, some, is a great golf course too. I, I, I like penalties on the side. I'm not the biggest fan of penalties in front of you. You know, the odd one like that is fine, but uh, by all means, penalize an errant shot. But don't go and penalize me because you're in between these hardwoods like we have here. You hit a ball, it gusts up against the wind. The wind knocks it out of the air, into the water. All of a sudden, you're making double and you hit a shot flush with a correct club. I, I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of that, but that's just me. The thing I like about a, a course like Muirfield Village is it, it asks you to work kind of from the green backwards. And the whole, the strategy of the hole changes based on hole location. And it changes all the way on the tee box. It's not just the same tee shot every time because you have options. So this is one of those golf courses, and you heard Mark say it, it's a second shot golf course. That's because it gives you width off the tee. So it gives you a change chance to uh, to think and play with a, a certain strategy am i going to take a, a a line and challenge the inside corner of a dog leg and give myself a better angle to that left hole location or am i going to play to the wide side have a longer shot in with a better angle or what there, there are thoughts in every aspect of the game because of the defenses on and around the greens and again as mark said there's a lot of movement on the greens and this is what a place like augusta national is all about the penalties aren't uh, aren't necessarily dramatic where you're hitting it into thick woods or you're hitting it into a hazard. You can find your ball, you can play it quite often. Um, and you can make some, you know, soft bogeys. You can make bogeys because you're out of position and the greens are the punishment, which that allows everybody to play. So that's what I look for in a, in a great golf course. Well, to that too, I mean, you know, you'll always have odd situations and outliers, but largely if you look down the list of the champions at Muirfield Village, it's a plethora of who's who. I mean, you don't stumble to victory around this place. You better have every bit of the game. Think of the champions there, Justin Rose, Tiger Woods, um, Hideki Matsuyama. I mean, these are guys that can really go. And, and I'm just touching on a few of them. And then I, I called the President's Cup here a few years ago, 14, I think it was. And it was, it's, it's the kind of golf course too where 
you can attack early, but you must play defense at times. And then it gives you the last stretch of holes from 14 through 18. You can see two, three, four, five stroke swings at times, which also makes it so much fun. And it, it sort of challenges you mentally and emotionally because if you have the lead, you got to get it in. And if you don't have the lead, you can go ahead and play a little frisky if you want and try and put pressure on guys. So, I mean, it just checks all of the boxes. And so, so for me, that's why I love coming here. Yeah, two straight weeks is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let's jump into our storylines, gentlemen. We'll start with mine because, uh, Greg, I want to get your thoughts on this. We've been ranting and raving about Victor Hovland, who uh, I'm, I'm convinced is so close to just putting it all together and running away with one of these things. Uh, but more so, he, he's now in his fifth straight week of golf. Now he's, what, 22? He can probably get away with this, but he's going to play next week, right? Like, uh, I assume he takes a week off after the Memorial, but five and six weeks of golf in a row feels like a lot. It does feel like a lot. And it, I mean, it, it's one thing to be fatigued um, physically because of age, continuous, um, cont you're contending week in and week out. And that's what we've seen out of Victor Hovland. He continues to contend. And that can be exhausting, not just because of, again, it's not like walking 18 holes every day is that much of a challenge for him. But it's just, it's the grind of competition and it can weigh on you. And, it, and then you mix in the fact that he's driving uh, he, he's driving from course to course to course. That oh, also is right. definitely going to play a role in it too. But I will say this, this week to next week, I would imagine without any travel, I would imagine you're going to have a little bit of downtime. You probably don't have to play the same practice round schedule. You can probably on Monday and Tuesday, take it easy, maybe a little easier than you normally would uh, get another practice round on Wednesday and be ready to go. So this weekend and next week, I, I feel feel like there may be a little bit of a break, but it's definitely a, a, a slight concern for me. I'm sort of concerned too. It makes me think when you talk about the fantastic adventure around the United States for him in the car, you know, it, what a cool journey that must be for a young guy. I don't know if he's got his caddy along. I'm sure they are because people are trying to bubble their way around the place. So I, I can imagine it must be all sorts of fun. Yes, he's young and he's but, but sitting in a car for a long time, that'll take it out of you as well. And, and, and stiffness and that sort of stuff sets in. So there'll have to be a lot of um, work off the golf course to keep oneself fresh. And I'm sure after a week like, because Colonial was scorching. I mean, it was hot. The South Carolina is always hot and humid. And then um, travelers can be hot and humid. And last week in Detroit, it was sort of warm and, and dry a little bit. There was some humidity, but more dry. So there's been all this stuff taking, all these elements taking energy out of one. So he does have youth on his side. But I look at this thing and I go, this is odd. Because largely a PGA Tour player, player will go in three to four week windows. And now he's going for his fifth week. And the big one, with respect to all of the events, Colonial's a gem. Uh, Harbour Town's a gem. They, these have all been great events we've had so far. But if you had to ask any one of the players, if there's one of these first five, they would like six they'd like to win, they would say to you the Memorial, Jack Nicholas's tournament. It's one of those. It's just a touch above the rest. So I find it curious that he would go six weeks straight because he will be on fumes by the time next week rolls around. I don't care how old. And how fit you are. And Mark, it's no, it's no secret, right? I mean, you get a, a three-year exemption instead of a two-year exemption. You get um, the, the, the spoils for winning the Memorial are greater than they are for winning any of the other PGA Tour events. So it, it's no secret to say that. It's not like, uh, um, 
you know, you're not dissing any of the other events by saying that. I think that's, you know, it's an elevated status event. Well, let me, t- let me, let me take the tack on this one and go something that might have sort of piqued his interest. And a lot of these guys have played a number of weeks in a row. are like, okay, this is a slightly weaker field, this one. And I used the term, term weaker loosely. So if he's looking for that next win, this might be an easier place. And if he's looking for, and obviously they all set the memorial apart. Well, let's get here and get a little extra running time around this golf course, even though it's going to play different. Because the one thing that is for certain, and a lot of folks will say, oh, well, they're going to be two different golf courses by setup. They're still the same place sightline wise. And they're still the same holes that are going to climb under your skin. So a hole like number um, eight for argument six or nine or 10. So if you play here more than once and you get the feel for the place, you can chart your way around you and gain some extra reconnaissance. So there are upsides to this decision as well of that. I'm sure. I love it. I love it. Very interested to see the trip, at least from Detroit to uh, Ohio was his shortest trip yet. Only a three hour drive for, <laughs> for Victor Hovland and caddy. Uh, and he doesn't have to go anywhere for a couple of weeks. Uh, Mark uh, eloquently told us everything about uh, Muirfield village that we're excited about. So Greg, your storyline this week is about an Oklahoma state cowboy. What is it? So Ricky Fowler to me is one of the more important players on the PGA tour. Uh, he is, a fan favorite, right? He's one of those guys when you see when, when we do have spectators at a PGA Tour event or even when you're just at a golf course, you see people of all ages wearing orange hats, wearing flat brim hats, wearing the, the kind of style that Ricky Fowler brings because he's a, he's a fan favorite. So I look at him as an extremely important uh, player in the game an extremely important player in the game. And he hasn't had great success so far. And at a golf course like this, a venue where he's had success, he's had multiple runner-ups in the Memorial. And I look at these two weeks and I want to know where's Ricky Fowler. Was the T12 last week the norm? Is that what we should expect to see going forward? Are we going to see him contend? Or are we going to see the Ricky Fowler of the, uh, the, the two tournaments prior where he missed the cut both weeks? What are we going to get from Ricky? And now we're at a, a classic... PGA Tour golf course, a venue he's had success. He's also had some failures there. He missed three cuts in a row, I think in 14, 15, 16. Um, But again, multiple runner-ups, multiple top fives at the venue. What are we going to get out of him? And this golf course, as Mark said, as as Rick said, it tests every area of your game. And I want to know where Ricky Fowler's game really is. Because at some of these places where you have a cut that's at four or five under par, I can understand missing a cut. Just because you miss a cut doesn't necessarily mean your game is in shambles, to use some uh, a term that we've used on the podcast <laughs> before. It, it almost <laughs> burned us. <laughs> yeah, right. it, missing a cut at, at an event like that doesn't necessarily mean your game is in shambles. But it, it just it asks questions. It, it begins to ask questions. Is that the norm or is that something that's unique? So I can't wait to see what we get out of Ricky Fowler. I'm kind of back at a, at a big ballpark on the PGA Tour. Okay, Mark. So does this set up for Ricky Fowler? I mean, what can we expect this week from, from Muirfield Village? Well, this week, uh, Gary Young, um, the head rules official this week, kind of gave us a bit of an insight as to what's going on with, the, with how they're going to set up the course. But before I get to that, just a couple of things. Yeah, I got a long email with some of the, uh, the changes that have happened. And Fairway Bunkers and Holes 6, 7, 10, 13, 11, 13, 18, they were renovated. A number of the bunkers were reshaped and moved closer to fairways. Uh, they added a bunker on 7, another on 11, and the fairways on 6, 7, 9, and 10 were tightened. 
so narrowed up. Uh, up. So there's that on the go. They've been working on irrigation. So there's a different look about this place. Hmm. And then Gary Young said their main challenge, because they want to present this golf course as pristine as possible for Mr. Nicholas in the memorial next week, is to watch for divots. Because a number of these holes, players play into areas on fairways. Like I think of 17 for argument's sakes. I think of um, 14 definitely. Um, uh, they're, they're holes where you'll see players playing from the same place. Nine fairway. And so you get 156 guys through there for two days. And then you cut that to 65 for another couple of days. You're going to have a number of divots. So this week you'll see team grounds be moved around. There's a new tee on 15, I'm told. I haven't seen it. I'll see this tomorrow, where it's been moved back. So this hole can essentially play a three-shot hole right now. Then 14, that, re that short four, um, I've seen last year Phil Mickelson took a cut with a driver off the back tee. But they're going to move the teeing ground forward a couple rounds to challenge the guys to try and drive the green, again, to reduce the divots in the landing area there in that layup spot off the tee where most players go with three and four rounds. So they're going to, do, they're going to move tees around. They're obviously going to move whole locations. We've talked about that. Um, they're going to overwater, from what I understand from Gary Young, because with the more water they put on this golf course and some humidity, the more the grass is going to grow. So they're just going to keep the place moist. Monday next week, they'll have the golf course closed so the two superintendent and his staff can get in and nurse the place a little bit and just kind of work on her and get her a little ready for practice again on Tuesday for the memorial. And then they're going to slow the greens down. Ruffs will, rough will be about three inches this week, I heard. And the greens will be about 11 to 11 and a half this week. And then next week, they will let those puppies go. <laughs> and they'll be about 13 plus. So, so it'll be a different looking golf course. But a lot of the, a lot of the Muirfield Village look will remain the same. I was wondering how they were going to keep some of those fairways from looking like Swiss cheese uh, after a week, but uh, well done. A testament to to what we're going to see uh, the next couple of weeks from Mir Mirfield Village. Uh, gentlemen, uh, we've got a lot to talk about here, but here's a quick one. Uh, would you like to win $1,000, Greg? Yes. Okay. Uh, it took... It took it took a second. He had to think about it, uh, yeah. but he would like to win a thousand dollars. And what if I told you you didn't even have to put any of your own cash at stake? That's where CBS Sports has you covered with our very own golf prop game available at cbssports.com/golfprops. That's cbssports.com/golfprops. We will have a link in the description. And very important this week, gentlemen. There is one contest for the entirety of the Workday Charity Open. That means the questions are more tailored instead of round by round for the entirety of the tournament. So if you're listening to this before the tournament has started, then you still have a chance to enter before that first tee shot gets hit on Thursday morning at 6.50 a.m. Eastern time. Terms and conditions apply. Here's a fun story. I had a guy tweet me. Uh, that he won one of the rounds uh, for the Charles Schwab challenge. And he was very happy about it. And I was like, that's great. Thousand bucks. Congratulations, my man. So here is the question for this week. Mark, we'll start with you. Uh, who will have the best finishing position out of the entire week? And it's the three young stars. It's Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, or Matthew Wolf. Well, in the interests of my one-and-done aspirations, <laughs> I want Victor Hovland to finish second. Okay. Because uh, I'm, I'm going to say this to you guys. I've said this time and time again. 
Who's one of the finest iron players on the PGA Tour? Uh, it's Colin Morikawa. And what sort of golf course is this place? It's a second shot course, Mark. And he's got his coach Rick Sessinghouse in town who uh, sent a text to say, game's looking sharp. It was a bit of an aberration the last little while. So I, I'm, I, you know, I had a lot of success with Morikawa at Colonial. I'm going with him this week again. All right, Greg, that's a pretty, pretty ringing endorsement. What say you? Uh, I can't. I can't go against Mark here. I, I'm going to agree with him 100%. I'm going to go Colin Morikawa. I like what he did with the schedule. Uh, I, I worry yeah. that Victor Hovland is kind of – there's a chance that he's at the peak already. And you know that for Colin Morikawa too, the pressure of the missed cut streak, I mean, it, as little or as much as he paid into it, it had to weigh a, a little bit. And it just kind of – pressure seemed like it was building for him in one way or another. And now it's just relieved. It, that's out of the way. It was an aberration, as Mark said. He took a week off, a little bit of time. And I think Colin Morikawa is going to come out ready to go. And, and his game suits the venue so perfectly. Uh, I, I do really like Victor Hovland here. And no discredit to Matthew Wolf, but this, is, uh, this feels like a Morikawa-type week. Yeah, I would love to see these guys go one, two. How fun would that be? I'll take Hovland to differentiate. I am such a big believer in his game. I, I can't wait for him to win again. Gentlemen, on the other side. Getting the curse. Weren't you the one who brought up the curse? Yeah, the Puerto Rico Open curse. He's got to break it. I'm, I'm so convinced that he's going to be the one to break it. <laughs> so I have to pick him every single week. He's got, he's got to do it. Bryson um, 2.0. Oh man, I hope so. Uh, on the other side, we'll do matchups. We'll go through our matchups. We will go through expert picks um, and go from there. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four, our listeners, uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet 
comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code first at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. It's time for matchups as we've been doing each and every week we've got a list of head-to-head matchups here and we will go through and get on the record about who should be who we'll start with a couple of big names gentlemen and greg we'll start with you brooks kepka minus 110 versus patrick cantlay minus 110 i know how high you are on patrick cantlay this week yeah, I'm a huge fan of Cantlay. Um, so I'm going to go with Cantlay because I believe that this is a Patrick Cantlay type week. It's a hard one for me. I, I do have a lot of faith in Brooks Kepka. I think you're going to see him play a great week. I just think it's so perfect for Patrick Cantlay, and I think he's really fresh, ready to go. So uh, this is a, one of the more challenging ones on here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Cantlay. Hey, uh, before I give you my pick, Rick, um, as the first preview pod I've been on for a while, my schedule's been just crazy. Who's won the? Is this the belt thing? Who's won the belt the last few weeks? You had it for. Uh, Jacob is nodding at me. You had it the first week, I think, and I think you won it the third week as well. I don't know. I don't know who won last week. Nobody. That's fine. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, you still you still retain the belt apparently. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm with Greg, and, and I'm keen to get your take here, Rick. But I, I this was a hard one for me because yeah. Because Brooks has said to me that he feels like his golf swing is finally gaining traction. And he's played well here before. And at Harbortown, granted, they're different greens. Uh, they were Bermuda over there. Now we're on bent grass, pristine over here, but a little slower. Now, slow greens typically will mitigate a bad putter, in my opinion. And that's kind of a thing. But I'm still going to go for Cantlay in this. Um, I, he's, the, he comes out after that long layoff doesn't play the first two events, shows up at Travelers, finishes tied for 11th, I think it is, yep. leaves the field in putting. Now, if, you know, everyone talks about rust. He has a dude back against a stellar field, not putts everybody. So I'm going with Candler because he can hit it. This is a really tough one. I love both of these guys. This week, uh, we talk about what a second shot course it is. That's obviously Cantlay's specialty. But I'm going to go with Brooks here. I-, I feel like we're getting back towards peak Brooks. And the full swing, Mark, you said it's, 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 it seems like it's getting better. It's the flat stick statistically. Uh, in his eight rounds since the restart, he's gained strokes putting in all eight rounds. The last time he did that, over the stretch of golf where he won the 2018 U.S. Open. So maybe he regains some of that epic form this week. Just saying, those two tournaments you're measuring, those one uh, – actually, no, I lie. Forgive me. Colonial was bent grass. Hilton Harbour Town was Bermuda. I was about to make a boo-boo there, but I couldn't. <laughs> no boo-boo necessary. All right, moving on. Mark, uh, Justin Thomas, minus 150, significant favorite against John Rahm, plus 120. Yeah, um, I'm going with a Spanish red rear end on this one. Ram is probably <laughs> a little irate with the way he started the season. You know, he's put together rounds that had promise, and he just didn't get them in. And he'd put together tournaments that had some promise, and then would stumble in one round. Um, 
I feel like John Rahm is going to come back with a little bit of uh, a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. So I'm going Rahm. How can I pass up on a Spanish red rear bottom or whatever it was rear end? Stuff happening. There you go. I'll take John Rahm as well, Greg. Uh, Justin Thomas for me. We've seen him kind of. Be, he's been a little bit of a boomer bust type player uh, all season, even before the layoff. A couple of missed cuts, but extremely high win equity. You heard Mark mention how sl- a slightly slower greens can mitigate uh, a, a bad putter. Justin Thomas is not a bad putter, but if there's been an area of weakness in his game, it has been the putting. So I'm going to take who I believe is the best iron player in the game, Justin Thomas, at a second shot golf course where I think he maybe can make a couple more putts. I'm going to take Justin Thomas here, but this is another, it's another challenge. I'll tell you that. Iron player in the game. Okay. Someone send this link to Tiger Woods and to Colin Marikawa, please. Tiger's Tiger's the outlier. I give, I give Justin Thomas a slight edge over Morikawa because of simply experience. So Morikawa is hot on his tail. And I did forget my typical disclaimer, which Rick can back me on this. I always say, aside from Tiger Woods, because Tiger's the best iron player in the game. So That's true. But good catch, That's Mark. Uh, all right, well, how about we just go right back to you, Greg? Let's see if we get you to stick your foot in your mouth on Colin Morikawa here, minus 110 versus Ricky Fowler, minus 110. I'm going to take Morikawa here. I, I'm, now, Ricky is fascinating to me. I think he's fit to have a, a pretty nice week, but... I can't, I can't trust him the way I trust Morikawa. Morikawa's missed one cut on the PGA Tour as a professional, and I think this golf course is going to suit him really well. It, it wouldn't surprise me to have a Patrick Cantlay, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas kind of a duel coming down the stretch here. And I, I think Morikawa right now is a better player than Ricky Fowler. Mark, imagine how much Morikawa has been chomping at the bit to get back on the golf tournament, right? He has a short week and then he has a week off this guy. Like, come on, he's got, he's got to be hungry. I'll, I'll take him. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I haven't looked at the rundown, but I'm hoping our producer Jacob has already typed that name next to my name. You don't need, yeah, yeah no. he had he had M.O. already typed out. <laughs> okay, I'm good. All right. <laughs> clean, clean sweep of Morikawa's. Uh, all right, Mark. Justin Rose, uh, minus 110. Victor Hovland, minus 110. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, this is probably the hottest one of the ones I'd looked through while I was sitting on the plane from Atlanta to Columbus. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I wrestled with this one. When I filled out my list, I left this one open because I didn't know. So this is pure. I'm going with my gut here, and I'm just going with Hovland because he's just playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, Justin came back and he'd worked hard on the game. There's the much documented um, split with Sean Foley. I spoke with Foley the other day who was typically Foley and he was speaking all the platitudes and stuff like that and talking about how he respects Justin and stuff, which is great. Justin Rose is putting incredibly well, but I still see a guy who's sort of trying to figure out where the golf swing is. Now he had a week off last week. Um, Who knows? He's had some running time but I'm still going with Hovland just because this guy has got all sorts of confidence percolating right now. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer in both of these guys. I, I, I like where they're at. I I'm just, I'm infatuated with Victor Hovland, Greg, you, you can't, uh, I, I have a feeling where you might go on this one, but you can't get me off Victor. Well, you can stay on Victor. I'm going to differentiate. <laughs> yeah. Here. I'm going to go Justin go Rose. Yeah. yeah. I like Hovland too. I just, I worry. Is he at that point where, uh, he's he's maybe over. Is he ready for a, a down week? Could he 
win and quite possibly, but maybe he's, maybe there's going to be that a little bit of a dip in his performance leading into next week. I, I look at Justin Rose and I'm taking a player here with a little more experience. I'm taking a player who's won at, at uh, he's won the Memorial before at Muirfield village. He is, I believe a, a player who's kind of figured something out T to green um, ever since he switched back to his equipment. And I think he's got the swing under control. I think, I think missing the cut at the travelers was a complete fluke. Um, and I think having kind of a week and two days off is going to suit him pretty well. And he's going to be fresh, experienced, and ready to go. I think Rosie's fixing for a good week. Rosie might be fixing for a good week. Next one, Hideki Matsuyama versus Xander Shoffley. I'm just going to take Xander, Mark, because I can't watch Hideki miss five-footers all week. And I, I can't watch it. I'll take Xander. I think the slower greens are going to play in Hideki's favor. He's coming to a place where he's won in 14, I think it was. Um, but Xander is legit. I mean, uh, X for me. I mean, the, the, the guy the guy is real. Uh, every, every time he plays, I, I'm like, hmm, it's, it's a matter of time. Yeah, love it. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, um, it's, a, uh, it's a clean sweep here. It, uh, well, actually, no, you went Hideki, right? So no, I'm going to no. go, go Xander as well. Clean, clean sweep of X. Clean, clean sweep. sweep. Yeah, X, man. He's just, he's just so good. Uh, Joaquin Neiman versus Jordan Spieth. Uh, Kyle's not here, so I'll take Joaquin Neiman, Greg. Uh, yeah, me too. Easy one. <laughs> I'm not going to even give you a spoiler alert, but there's something coming up with this one. Oh, there's something coming up. Mark, what say you? Someone's got to look out for KP. I, I, <laughs> come on. I mean, I, I, yeah, there, there you go. Jacob's typing in Spieth. I, I, I looked at this and I was going to go with Neiman, but whatever. Let, let's just do Spieth just because we, we, we're thinking of, of, of Kyle on this one. Okay, speaking of Spieth, uh, I think that Spieth has provided a lot of cover to someone like Jason Day, who has uh, become a bit of a shell of himself, and he's in our next matchup with Bubba Watson. Greg, I don't know who I want yet, so I'm going to have you go first, and we'll figure it out. This is a great matchup, right? You have kind of <laughs> two <know>. unpredictable. <laughs> these are two Hall of Fame players, right? Who we don't really know a whole lot about. We don't really feel extremely confident right now with either of them. So I love, I love this matchup. It's extremely exciting. I'm going to go with Bubba. I just have a little bit more confidence in where his game is. I have very little confidence in Jason Day's game. And I don't think it's always an advantage to play your home course where you're a member. Jason Day is a member at Muirfield Village. Look, sometimes that can kind of, it, it can work against you at times. And we saw it with Ryan Palmer at Colonial, kind of worked against him even though he got off to a hot start. So uh, I'm not crazy high on Jason Day right now. And weakest area of his game is his iron play. And as we've said uh, a couple times here, second jack golf course. I've heard that. Mark, uh, Jason Day is a member, but hasn't really had great results around here. Are you going to take him over Bubba? You know what? I'm going to. Um, I, I was leaning toward Bubba. This was a 50-50 thing for me here because Bubba is sort of mercurial, to be honest with you. He's played nicely in spots since the PGA Tour's return. And then there's been one or two slip-ups where Jason has been sort of there and thereabouts. I looked through the numbers and, and he shot a few rounds in the 60s. He had four rounds in the 60s year at, recently at the Travelers, which was the first time since last year's Travelers. So maybe this stuff's going in the right direction. And uh, maybe he can free wheel a little bit on a place where the greens will be softer. Because we talk about second shots. You know, this golf course, if the greens are firm, then you really have to be good with your irons. If yeah. they're receptive, it kind of disguises that some. So I'm going to go with Jay Day here. All right, I'm going to flip a coin. Bubba's heads, Jay Day's tails. 
heads for Bubba. I have no idea. I sometimes you gotta enter enter a little variance into this thing. Like you've just gone down in my estimations because like we've, people say so. Who's your pick? I'm like I don't know. Call great Rick Gaiman. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes Rick just flips a coin. I don't know when it's when it's really close. Um, Pointed. <laughs> Mark Leishman even money versus Patrick Reed minus one twenty five. I will actually. Uh, I I like Leishman here. I mean Leishman is a guy who um hits his irons well and uh, you know has legitimate upside not that patrick reed doesn't but i i like mark leishman mark will go to you i like leishman too he's played here a lot played in the president's cup here um hits that sort of lazy fade off the tee this golf course sets up nicely for him and i'm just i've got the red rear end after reed and my one and done slip up last week at detroit so i'm going for leishman all right greg uh, uh, sweep it away. I'm going to go Leishman too. Patrick Reed is a ton of upside. Uh, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he won a tournament like this, uh, um, but I, I just don't see it this week. So I'm going to stay away from Patrick Reed for now. I, maybe we start hearing his name come up a couple more times and he'll get back on my radar, but I'm going to go Leishman. All right. Cam Champ and Matthew Wolf, two big bombers off the tee. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything but I'll take Cam Champ here. I guess that's a spoiler alert in itself, Mark. Uh, what say you? Um, I'm busy typing a message to our producer. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for Wolf. Um, I'm, uh, Matthew Wolf plays well this time of the year. He's obviously got the confidence bubbling. Um, I, I reckon he, he could have probably ran from Detroit to Columbus, Ohio, yeah. just because he was so excited and looking for another chance to try and button one up after he slipped up in the final round. So there's a job to be completed. So I'm going with Wolf. Greg. I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen Matthew Wolf get to a point where he plays uh, consistency, where he strings really good events together in a row. He seems to be, um, you know, a little bit up and down, which is not a bad thing. There's a ton of upside and he's and, and camp champs kind of been the same way, but I'm starting to feel camp champ is going to find a little bit of consistency. So I do like camp champ uh, and I'm with you, Rick. I don't want to give anything away, but I'll just leave it at camp champ. All right. Save that. We're going to go rapid fire on the last three. Greg, it is Gary Woodland or Adam Hadwin. Tough one. I'm going to go Hadwin. Mark. Hadwin. I'll take Hadwin as well. Ben on versus Matthew Fitzpatrick. Mark. <laughs> uh, Fitzpatrick. Burns is on the back. Can you believe it? Uh, <laughs> Greg. <laughs> ben on. I'll go uh, team no putt here. Ben no, on. I, I will also be on team no putt. Ben on. And finally, Matt Kuchar versus Sung J.M. I'll go first. You know the answer, Sung J. Greg, you. I think Kucher is sneaky this week. I'm going to go Cooch. Mark. Kucher. All right, there it is. We'll uh, we'll keep track and we'll get back to you on who retains or holds the belt, Mark. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Uh, real quick, we'll do our expert picks and we'll get out of here, but this is the important stuff. We'll start with our sleepers. Greg, you and I have the same sleeper, so I would like to uh, pass the stage over to you and let everyone know why we like this guy so much. Well, again, as I said a little bit earlier, I think he's starting to find a little bit of consistency. I think he's starting to find a little bit of his game. Uh, and I think Bryson DeChambeau is great motivation for Cameron Champ. Just how do you play 
uh, how do you play this game as a long hitter? It doesn't necessarily mean you always have to be a bombing driver. It doesn't mean you have to be playing a grip and a rip it style. Club head speed is always an advantage. And I, we saw at Harbortown, we saw at Colonial, we've seen a number of occasions. Bryson doesn't have to unleash the Kraken, as he says, to uh, utilize club head speed as an advantage. And Cam Champ, I think, is learning a little bit from that. We've seen some uh, a little bit of consistency the past couple of weeks with him. And I, I think he's ready to go. I think he's immensely talented. A ton of touch with wedges. You listen to coaches on the PGA Tour talk about Cameron Champ, and they're impressed with his length. But they're most impressed with the, the wedge play, the finesse that he has, which um, hasn't necessarily always shown through in his PGA Tour career. I think this is a great golf course for him, and I think his length is going to be a big advantage on a big ballpark. And with soft greens, I, I think he's going to be able to attack. I obviously agree. Uh, Kyle mailed in his picks. He had Corey Connors as his sleeper. Mark, who's your sleeper? Uh, this was a hard one, um, but I'm actually going to go with Kevin Streelman this week. He played beautifully at the Travelers. Um, he's a greens and regulation hitting Jesse. I mean, this, this guy hits irons from all over the place very accurately. It's a heavy sort of a ball flight and uh, under some, maybe the conditions will be softer. I think it'll play into his hands. And obviously, He's going good. And the one thing I know for certain is the PGA Tour is a momentum place. If you want to see who's playing well, look at the guy who played well last week. You yeah. know, they go for a little while, it's stuck surfing. They stay up for a while. And, and I feel like he stays up for another week. Yeah, second place at the Travelers. I like Streelman here uh, quite a bit as well. Top 10 locks. I'm taking Victor Hovland because he refuses to do anything but this. I mean, he's, he's just contending another week last week where he led the field in strokes gain T to green. Greg, we've mentioned your top 10 lock a little bit. Tell us who it is. Justin Rose. Yeah. I think Justin Rose is, is uh, in, in very good form, despite the miscut at the Travelers. I think he's well-rested. I think he's fresh, and I think he's experienced at this golf course. Uh, and I, I think he's going to really start playing some good golf down the stretch here. And it starts this week. Justin Rose, lock him in for a top 10. That is actually Kyle's pick to win uh, is Justin Rose. Uh, and Kyle has Justin Thomas as his top 10 lock. Mark, who is yeah, your? I mean, that's, that's nothing. There he goes for JT top 10 every week. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> it works most of the time to his credit. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the top 10 thing, I was sort of battling be between folks over here, figuring out who I wanted to, you know, who I was going to pick as the winner. But I'm going to go for Kucher. I mean, the guy basically finishes in the top 10 every time he plays here. Yep. So my top 10 lock this week is Cooch. All right, Mark, then you get to lead us off on your pick to win the Workday Charity Open. Well, I kind of lent to it earlier when I said I wanted Mark Howard to finish second, so I'm yeah. going with Oblin. I love it. Uh, Greg, your pick to win. Patrick Cantlay. That is a very good one. I'm taking Big Dog Brooks Kepka. Here it is. He's coming right. for it. I like it. I like I never, it. I never pick Brooks to do anything. No, this don't. is the week. Oh, I love it. Uh, all right, gentlemen. It has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, don't forget this week's tournament is on CBS, and our very own Mark Immelman is there. He's there. I see him. He's right there. Uh, Thursday, Friday as well, huh? There you go. Tune right. in. You can catch 
the CBS coverage Saturday and Sunday. It's CBS. It's CBSSports.com. It's CBS Sports mobile app. It's also streaming on your TV through Roku, Apple TV, and Chromecast. Producer Jacob is saying, I miss Best Bets. Should I go back to that? Yes, I should. Okay, we've got best bets. We're not wrapping up yet, boys. We've got best bets to go here. Um, Greg, you have identified a matchup as your best bet. What is it? Joaquin Neiman and Jordan Spieth. I think very highly of Joaquin Neiman, another young player who I think is really finding a little bit of consistency. And I still feel like Jordan Spieth is in a similar place he's been over the past three years. It's very uh, dramatic highs and dramatic lows. Um, and I just, I don't necessarily have the faith in him right now with his tee to green play on a ball strikers golf course on a second shot golf course. I, I think it could be a, a tough week for Jordan Spieth and Joaquin Neiman. I think it suits him perfectly. I have made the case that I am concerned about Gary Woodland. So my best bet is Gary Woodland to miss the cut. And the reason that I've come up with this uh, thought is uh, since the restart, Gary Woodland has lost nine strokes off the tee over his 10 rounds. That is not Gary Woodland. That is one of the worst stretches of his career. I'm worried about it. And until he figures it out off the tee, I think he's going to struggle. Uh, Mark Immelman, do you have a best bet for us? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't. <laughs> but I got the bet that's better than all of yours. Okay. That on Saturday afternoon <laughs> at about 3.05, Jim Nance is going to go, hello, friends. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> back to Jack's place. So, so that's my best bet for the week because I didn't get to look through the stuff while I was on the plane. Lock it up. That is absolutely going to happen. I love it. Uh, all right, gentlemen, a pleasure as always. It's Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at TheRealGFD. It's Mark Immelman. You can find him at Mark underscore Immelman. I'm Rick Gaiman. You can find me at Rick Rungood. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.